This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Notorious, the notorious one, which is the perfect tune to welcome in uh, one of his biggest fans based here in New Zealand. Could uh, potentially could start up a fan club, I reckon. Um, former breaker, never left basketball though. Dylan Boucher joins us. G'day, Dylan. Yeah, how you going, mate? Great to hear you playing Biggie Smalls to start. Love it. Have to, mate. Have to. <laughs> they said to me this morning, what, what tune should we intro Dylan on? I said Biggie. And uh, the guy that's supposed to ring you, he wandered off to the toilet. So we've had Biggie playing for two minutes, waiting for him to come back. <laughs> <laughs> so which has potentially increased the content uh, value of the station. But anyway, mate, um, I know you, you played for the Breakers, you're CEO of the Breakers, you're not intrinsically linked with them, but you must be delighted with what they've put on the floor this year. Oh, mate, more than happy. I mean, for us, um, the breaks of success is, um, you know, it's, it's had a direct benefit to Basketball New Zealand. So, and, and obviously, you know, I've got my jersey hanging from their rafters, so always following them very closely and, um, you know, always wanting them to do extremely well in the, in the NBL. How much of it, it's it's almost the unanswerable question, but they've finally had a, a settled season where they can get some meaningful games at home. I feel like the, the Americans have really gelled in with the New Zealand way. And I think Modi Moore's brought a really, an injection of enthusiasm. Oh, I'll tell you, Modi's done a fantastic job right from recruiting the team um, to the imports, you know, complementing the players that he has. Um, obviously, it hasn't come without its ups and downs this season, but hey, tell me what season hey, you ever go through with a perfect run. But nevertheless, they finish in second place and, you know, they get the, they get to skip play-in games and, and go straight to the semi-finals. And, you know, that's no easy feat in its own, just getting that stage. And, you know, I just hope that, you know, when the lights come on at semi-final time, you know, they've got a good mix of experience and youth that can really push through and, and you know, give them a chance to, to play in that grand final. And once you're in that grand final, then it's anybody's game. It's whoever brings it on the night and, you know, this team's capable definitely of doing it. Yeah, there's that classic adage, isn't there, one game at a time. But their last two games have me a little concerned, and you can put me right that I shouldn't be, that you'd think a team that had secured a home semi um, would absolutely blouse the bottom and second-to-bottom teams. Could you put your finger on why why we struggled in those? Yeah, you'd think in a, in a traditional sense, you would think absolutely that they should have. Um, and no doubt Modi would have liked to, um, especially to take uh, momentum going into playoffs. However, they found a way to win both those games, you know, and that's what good teams do. And, you know, that's the stuff that you need, that, that gritty stuff that you need to be able to come back if there's a deficit or, or make big plays at the end of games. And, you know, they've been able to, you know, you look at the, the, the two games that, you know, Tom Abercrombie's defence uh, down the stretch in games is, you know, you've got the oldest player on the floor for them. He's able to, you know, come up with big plays and that's what, leaders do within good teams and they're finding ways to get it done. It's not pretty all the time, uh, but they're finding a way to get it done. Yeah, they are. And you think they've got the depth and the wherewithal, like you, you sort of mentioned before, if you can make that final, make that last dance, um, it's anyone's game. Have we got it? Oh, I believe we have. I mean, but I believe our bench is as deep as any bench. On the You go right down to, 
the 10th man on that roster, um, they can all step in, even probably the 12th, 13th man on that roster, they can all step in and play. And they've all had moments throughout the season where they've come in and contributed when they've been needed, when they've been called upon and needed to. But, you know, I think, you know, the the break, the little bit of break that they're going to get, uh, there's a few little banged-up bodies. Um, that, that'll just give them those extra couple of days that they that they need to be able to, you know, I think it's five days now till they play, so that, that rest is invaluable. Um, so that's going to be huge going into into the semi-final. Now, Dirk Nowitzki, complete change of tactic. Dirk Nowitzki's been in New Zealand um, doing a bit of a footlocker tour, and our producer and I went and interviewed him on um, Saturday, and he learned that he's quite good mates with you and Kirk Penny. How did that come about? Well, you bang a guy enough in games, mate, you're eventually <laughs> going to learn your name. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> literally, uh, when we've been fortunate enough to play against Dirk, probably a... Uh, um, you know, seven, eight times throughout my career um, at World Championship events, Olympics, um, lead-ups, build-ups. Um, we've, I guess, you know, whenever you play a guy that much, when you get an opportunity to reminisce and, and talk about um, playing against each other off the court, it's always enjoyable. Now, him and Kirk are both on the um, on the players' board for FIBA, so they represent the players on FIBA. Uh, so they've got they've already got a strong relationship off the court already, and. Opportunity came, um, obviously, when Dirk was coming to New Zealand to catch up with him. So, obviously, uh, took the opportunity to, to go and have dinner with him and um, yeah, reminisce some old stories when we used to play against each other and, and how well he's done in his career. Um, you know, he's, he's had a fantastic career. And when you sit down and talk to a guy like that, you'd never know he's an NBA superstar because mm. he's such a humble humble guy. I mean, I think he sat down at Foot Locker to do a two-hour promo and four hours later he was still there finishing off the line. He wanted to make sure he got everyone in that line and signed the autograph and took a photo with them, and that's the that's the standard of the of the guy we're talking about. How do you go about the decision process of what restaurant do I take Dirk Nowitzki to? Well, we're in a bit of a dilemma, Kirk and I. And um, to be honest, he, he suggested one on the North Shore, and I felt it was a little bit um, probably too public. I thought we should have gone somewhere more private. And he said, Ah, Dirk won't mind. Um, so people were New Zealanders are very polite during dinner. Um, but I can assure you, once we stepped up to leave, and we were one of the last people to leave the restaurant purposely, uh, when we stepped to leave, the people in there obviously recognised them and everyone took that opportunity to, to get a selfie or two with them. So, um, But they were very respectful of the New Zealand public, so we're very grateful. And can we even pry just a little bit deeper? What did he order? Is, is he like a steak man or is he, is he a pasta man? Uh, we went Asian fusion, so uh, so we just ordered a, for the table and then just tucked in, but uh, yeah, no, he was... Uh, he was just a just a standard meal like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to be a weird cat, but both you and I have told he's completely normal, just a normal run of the mill bloke. It, it, you want, and it's funny because every moment throughout that dinner, I was expecting something to come up that I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's the superstar and him coming out." But between him or his wife and and Nita, um, just good human beings and good people, and which is. Probably why a guy like him stayed. You know, I think he holds the record for most seasons with one NBA team with 22 seasons. So, for a you know little kid from Germany coming to the NBA and staying with one team for 22 years probably sums them up right there. Mm. Fantastic, uh, Dylan. Always enjoy catching up with you, mate. And let's hope those breakers can go all the way. I, I, I wish them well, and I wish you well. Thanks for chatting. Now, always a, a good time to chat, Steph. And yeah, let's hope the breakers can pull it off. Thanks, mate. Cheers, buddy. Dylan Boucher there. Wonderful. Um, well, he's probably a life member of the break as well. Fantastic catch up with him.